What it do, DMV? It is episode 7 of Chirpin' DMV. We're recording on Memorial Day here, enjoying the long weekend. Uh, it's about an hour before game one of the Stanley Cup final gets underway. Um, all the boys are here. AB is here. Kyle's here. Brando's here. AB, what's going on, man? How was your weekend? Oh, man. I am hurting from this weekend. Mm-hmm. Went to Ocean City on uh, Thursday That'll after do. work. And uh, woke up and don't remember a goddamn thing. There you, know? you go. Perfect. L- little waffled, as Brando, they say. how about you, big guy? I just had a pretty normal weekend, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, When you had those new seltzers down Yeah, the those new Calvert uh, mm-hmm. Brewing seltzers. Mm-hmm. Man, they were very good. I'll tell you what, Kyle, I know me and you were out ripping the jet skis a bit on Saturday, having a little fun with it, shooting some pucks, doing a little bit of this, doing a little bit of that. I broke your big old damn chicken you got in the pool but how's the rest of your weekend there guy yeah no it's a great weekend a memorial day weekend first one to start the shout out to my brother finally graduating college congrats to cody graduating umbc Coco. Coco, but, uh, boy. now it was a great great family filled weekend and uh ready to get back with the boys yeah good stuff so a lot happened obviously since the last we talked um we'll kind of get right into the start of this was with iihf uh that was definitely a very interesting tournament kyle you, you've been keeping up on that pretty good what's what's going on what happened with that we're finally done yeah finally done the Finns get the w they beat canada in the championship game uh young stud we've been following uh Capco, I know Billman like to say. Capocaco, baby. Uh, he had two goals in the championship. I mean, this is an 18-year-old going out against NHL players, doing what he does. One might have been an empty net goal, but he kind of, I mean, this Canadian, Canadian team, and he he still was out there making a difference, played really well. Kids a stud. Yeah, I was watching, I think, yeah, Saturday morning, I was watching the semifinal game, the Russians and the, uh, the Finland team, and they had mentioned that Nobody on Finland had a single goal in the NHL this year. I think they had two. Huh. I think they had two players that had gotten called up because they were on AHL, NHL two-way contracts. I don't know who they were because I wasn't paying the most attention. But not a single person had a goal in the NHL on the Finland team, and Ovi had his. 50 plus so that was definitely (laughs) a tough game watch that 0-0 with about 11 minutes left and the Russians get their first power play of the game and Obi doesn't touch the ice until about 32 seconds left oh that's brutal how you doing that with what Ovi's office is sitting there just asking to get like clapped on right and on the other side you have Kucherov um, oh up top, God. you can put anyone, literally whoever. You can Usually put like Sergachev. Yeah, Sergachev, oh, yeah. Orlov, and then down low you have Kuzi, and then whoever else because that team is stacked. But yeah, Ovi jumped on the ice with about 32 seconds left. Obviously, at that point, the power play was wasted, and on went the Finns. one nothing win. Um, that was over Russia, who was the top team undefeated in the tournament so far, and then to the championship, Kyle. The championship game between Canada and Finns? Mm-hmm. What went down? I didn't get to see that one. The Finns won. Yeah, well, one. Um, it wasn't really a huge game for Canada. None of their guys really did much. I mean, I think they were all a little beat. And uh, Finland, they just more. They have a stronger game. There, there. I'll put it. I, mean, I think Finland has a stronger team, team game yeah. than the Canada did. They had a lot of all stars that, uh, or not all stars, just household name guys that didn't really do it. Put it together. They tried to do it individual. Um, and it's their it's their B team. I mean, it's not it's not Crosby, it's not Stamkos, right. it's not all of them. I mean, yeah, they're bigger names on Canada still than the Finns, but the Finns care way more. 
Uh, I, like, well, in yes. this tournament. In yeah, this tournament. Speaking of caring, uh, everybody knows a legendary Finn and Timu Solani. He actually, if you want to hop on social media and check it out, he dressed up in full gear at his house to watch this championship game. <laughs> Head to toe, had the skates tied, lace up. He's on Instagram just yelling at the TV. It's hilarious, and he's glad his boys did it. What a beauty. Yeah, I, 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 uh, they mentioned it, but I can't remember the coach's name of Finland because obviously we don't do a lot of research because I don't got time for that. But whoever he was is the guy they were mentioning that they pretty much bring in every time they need to turn Finland around. So they brought him in like two, maybe three years ago to the U18 team when they won gold, and they pretty much just used this guy, this main guy in their system. And then every time they think a Finland team needs help, they just bring him in and he just wins it for him. And then he's off to the next age group or whatever it is in that Finnish uh, program. But I think top thing of the tournament, and the reason why Finland won is because that post-game championship when they are in the locker rooms, absolutely getting lit to country roads. Yeah, that was awesome to see after they were doing that, having some beers, smashing that together, singing the song. Mm-hmm. That was country cool. roads, they're banging country roads. We'll get to it later, too, but the Blues are on the country roads bandwagon. So yeah. let's make it a 3 P because West Virginia baseball is hosting a regional um, this coming weekend for the first time since 1955. So we're getting the country roads. We're getting the West Virginia 3 P baby. I know our offensive lineman uh, on the football team has been on the Blues uh, video board um, starting the country roads thing in the stadium. So that's going to be fun during the Cup. So that's a little IIHF uh, roundup there. So that just about wraps up that IIHF. Um, and then the, we had the bronze medal game, Ovi and those guys, the Russians. Um, who'd they take on? Vrana and the Czechs? Yep, yep. Uh, came out on top there. They won in the shootout, so it's a tight oh. game. Uh, Ovi did mention that it was kind of like a redemption since you lose – the chance to go to the championship game with still walking away from the tournament with a medal, but it's just still not as great, not the same feeling yeah. like that. Uh, that happened, what, 2014 Olympics, I think? I mean, we had so much hope for uh, the, the USA team. Like, they had so much hope, and then they get beat in the semis by, uh, to Canada, and then they go into the Finn game and the bronze medal game, and no one just no one really cares about bronze, man. I mean, yeah. game mm-hmm. first, you're last. Like, yeah, they right. got to smoke yeah, that <laughs> game. It's, it's a good feeling. You want the medal at the end of the day, but, I mean, it's not a medal you want to put yeah. up on the wall. And the Finns smoked USA in that year. So, I mean, it seems like, I don't know, it seems like they It's a tough game to play yeah, it's, yeah, in general. But I think with that game, too, wasn't Chet – uh, their team president and coach scratching Vrana pretty much the entire tournament because they said he was childish and like too much like a celebrity and doesn't work hard. Yeah, uh, I think I saw that. Yeah, they bit. scratched him a couple and times and then I saw liked his work ethic. And then I saw for that Don't uh, bronze medal game. I think they put him on the fourth line and had Jaskin up on the second line. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's crazy because the way he started. Remember that uh, yeah. the first game of the tournament he looked really well. Yeah, he he was the fastest guy on the ice when I saw him. They play. Yeah. must not like him. Um, I don't know. Yeah. With that IHF. F- I-I-H-F being over. Uh, last thing I'll touch on for Bill and get us out of there. Who do you guys think is going number one overall? We got to bring it up. Jack Hughes or Billman's boy Capico after the way this tournament ended? Capo Caco. It's uh, easy It's easy to say Capo Caco because of the way he played, but you really got to look at who got first, Devils? Yeah. You got to really look at the team needs. Because I know they, they said they wanted somebody up there to skate with Taylor Hall, but then again, Taylor Hall's gone soon, probably. Um, so you got to look more around, more overall of entire team needs and see how that's all going to play out. But I personally would take Capo Caco. Yeah, I think Euro, like in, 
when the draft comes up, I think Euros get a little disrespected, and they never yeah. have that like no like they're never number one. I feel like I mm. mean there there are a couple of times there where I, like Nico they, they don't I, have that uh, they don't get the exposure until yeah, they the exposure, get to this the television stage. the social media like kind of we do over here and the NHL yeah. scouts are following and you have scouts over there but nowhere near the exposure you get over here in the right. states yeah like everyone's high on Jack Hughes which obviously the kid is going to be it's nasty been two, two years now they've yeah. been saying he's going number one exactly overall. and it's it's the only kind of hiccup he's had is uh this tournament, this tournament. yeah exactly and they both played against NHL players or which Jack still played good I will give him that he just didn't put up the same stats right right and I think that's the thing that they all like see in Jack is that he has a more complete well-rounded game Capo is just a highlight reel a right human yeah reel. and they're saying Jack's needs to put on some weight and stuff like that but but I think I mean I don't know you you see them both playing the same tournament at NHL caliber levels and Capo showed out. I mean, There's I don't know hits. how they don't go number one with him at right. this point. So that'll be fun to Yeah, Capo definitely had a way better tournament. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that pretty much does it for IHF. Um, kind of hate watching it because that means your team's not in the playoffs and you're concentrating more on that because some of your guys are out there. But with that being said, we've got a new segment idea for you all, and it's going to really uh, come into effect next season. It's called Unleash the Fury, as all you Caps fans may know. So during the season, we'll be taking the Twitter and Facebook, and every time the Caps um, lose or something, we'll be checking the comments and replies and just pulling all the best stupid tweets and comments that people uh, make. So uh, let's get into it. Okay, so our Unleashed a Fury topic today becomes of this afternoon's breaking news, or video, I should say, of Evgeny Kuznetsov. Uh, video surfaces of him with a little bit of cocaine oh, that on Pablo the table. Yeska bar, oh, buddy. that Hey, now. <laughs> that skiing. So, that great white thoughts. Door. First of all, thoughts. We've all seen the video. Do not care. <laughs> At all. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't it's know. not a big deal. I mean... Definitely See? not a huge deal. It definitely happens more than people think. Yeah, that's, um, what I'm, that's The only time I ever think it'd be a problem is if it's publicized, which it shouldn't be, because a lot of kids look up to him. You don't want that. Second thing is you don't want one of your all-star players doing that and having shitty seasons like the way Kuzi did. Not yeah. that he had a bad season, <laughs> but yeah. doing this after a season and a playoff performance he just came from, I mean... He's under the microscope now. Yeah. yeah. It depends he, on when it happened. He can't be doing that shit. It definitely happens, but if he's going to be doing that shit, he shouldn't be doing it with some asshole videotaping him in the right. hotel room. Right. Yeah, so here's a couple of the replies. So like Kyle just said, this guy goes, perhaps this is why he sucked this year. Hopefully the great A will smack him around like a true leader he is and get his head on straight. Kuzi is not good. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> so, wow. I mean, there's our that, first that, one. That's if, not bad. If anything, that's not bad. If anything, it'll get him going more, no? That's not bad. <laughs> um, next one. I really hope he's telling the truth, but this could explain his performance or lack thereof. Ha ha, bum, this year. <laughs> so, this guy wasn't bum. happy with how Kuznetsov did this year. This one's good. This one's really good. Just a simple, what a jackass. We don't need him anymore. <laughs> yeah, people doing that. People doing that. I mean, the, the guy made a mistake. What is he? What a jackass! Twenty-five. We don't need Shit. him anymore. Okay. Yeah, we don't need that negativity in our life. Uh, this is a good one. Um, as an ex ex addict, Kuzi isn't sniffing constantly like the other guy. The lines and the bill are facing the other guy. This is a bullshit witch hunt by the N <laughs> by the NHL. This is a bullshit witch hunt by the NHL. Haters gonna hate back to back. Is well, guy, is that guy a troll? <laughs> 
<laughs> like what? This poor person. They realize we didn't go back to back. Yeah, they're still. Bu- still I don't. For it. I think if the NHL is going <laughs> after anybody, it wouldn't be over, it wouldn't be Koozie. Um, but yeah, this this person claims this is a bullshit witch witch hunt uh, by the <laughs> NHL. Um, I love my. I love so me a good conspiracy. As an ex addict, they know um, the sniffing constantly and the way the bills and the lines are faced. That it definitely wasn't Koozie's fault. So that's good to know. That's reassuring that it wasn't Koozie's fault. Here's the last one. I thought this one was good. That's how they put sugar into coffee in Russia. <laughs> Snort it, then sneeze it back into the cup. <laughs> that's not bad. Koozie yeah. should have ran with that yeah. instead of I left room. That's, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Well, this well this one this point. this other one also says he doesn't like drugs. He just likes the way they smell. So there it is. Kuznetsov on the internet for some some cocaine, which seems to be some unknown substance, as the major and legit media outlets will put it. But yeah, it looks like he was in a nice little Vegas hotel room, just <laughs> possibly after the Caps won last year, possibly having a good time because there's no season left. So have yourself an off season. So even if that was back then, you could, like you said, you can drug test him and do a lot of stuff. But man, just wanted to party. Huh? Yeah, he's just having a good time. Yeah. It's whatever. Just just don't let people record. Keep scoring you go goals. There. I mean, it ain't that bad. I don't. I don't appreciate your playoff efforts this year, but I will not be correlating it to your yeah. prior drug use. Uh, trade. Possibly. Allegedly. Alleged prior drug use. So there it is, uh, our Unleashed of Fury. Uh, that would be that would be a lot more fun throughout the season because you guys know how Caps fans are after anything goes wrong with this team, especially if we get a couple losing streaks in there because that happens every year. We get a two, three-game losing streak, and people will be livid. Let's trade Koozie. I, well, I sent you that <laughs> thing the other day. Um, my Facebook memories popped up. Um, earlier this week, and it was the ESPN article that said for the Caps to start looking in the trading of Etchkin. Yeah. Ooh, I went back I and mean, read that article and read the comments, and that was fun. Yeah. That was a ride. That happened for like two, two or three years too. Like that was. Yeah, it was going on for a bit there. <laughs> um. So, oh well. All right, we now toss it over to the Saucy Rockets. Our interview with them, we ran into Leah and Mary um, back at the Fort DuPont uh, 24-hour or 12-hour uh, charity hockey game out there for the Learn to Skate program. Uh, pretty good interview, especially with everything coming up right now about the disembandment of the professional women's hockey leagues and all that the uh, pro women's hockey players are fighting for. So pretty interesting interview. Um, and here you go. All right, so now we welcome on two awesome ladies. We have Leah and Mary from the Saucy Rockets podcast. Uh, Leah just skated all morning for four hours. Uh, we're here at Fort DuPont for the Kids on Ice charity game. First of all, how was the skate? It was great. I'm alive, so I think that is a good thing that I didn't die during it. But it was a lot of fun, and everyone on the bench was a lot of fun, too. Awesome. So the point of this was to, I guess, raise some money. Everybody had to raise, I think, what, it was at 100 bucks uh, right. to be able to skate this event. So I think you guys got to, what, around 500? So as of about five minutes ago, Leah was actually up to about 625. All right, so that's not, not too bad. shabby. Oh, not yeah, too shabby. Good. That'll, that'll do. That's enough to play for six players. So right. I guess let's get into it, too. So you guys... Players, coaches, it says. Where do you play? Where do you coach? So we both play out of uh, Piney Orchard up in Odenton, Maryland. Um, And then I coach out of there, too, with the Metro Maple Leafs. Okay, awesome. Which team up there? So the 12U rec team. Very cool. And what about you? Um, I play there as well, and I help with the beginner learn to skate program so the little kids the who hockey babies yeah, the, the hockey, hockey babies, babies. awesome like awesome. the one you might have seen mic'd up <laughs> oh right like right the, so that's perfect. exactly so it perfect. Right. those are our favorites so did you guys grow up around here playing around here how long have you been playing when did you get into the whole hockey nonsense and the fun <laughs> and all the stuff that comes with it 
Well, I grew up in Annapolis, okay. and I actually didn't play until my adult life. Um, so it's been maybe four years since I started playing, um, but I've always been a hockey fan ever since I was probably 10 or 11 or something like that. So it's been a long time, and um, there just wasn't as much going on hockey-wise as there is now. So I think maybe if I would have been a child these days, I probably would have started playing when I was younger. But Yeah, especially yeah. in terms of looking at it with the growth in women's hockey, too. I mean, you see so many teams popping up now. I coach down at uh, St. Mary's Reich in the prep team, and this year we just started our first ever girls team. Nice. We got 23 girls to come out. That's awesome. Um, two of them actually play hockey. The rest were the field hockey team and the lacrosse team. So it's definitely, <laughs> definitely interesting to start, but it was awesome. And then what about you? So I've actually only been in this area about a decade-ish now. Um, kind of lived all over before that. And I only got into even watching hockey about two years ago. I don't think I even knew it existed as a sport, honestly. Um, and then I just happened to start watching the playoffs a couple seasons ago, fell in love with it, and then um, decided to take skating lessons. And the next thing I knew, I was playing and coaching, and now I'm at the rink almost seven days a week. So. It's, it's Yeah, playing the coach, you just kind of get into it out of nowhere. And then I believe after seeing that, Leah there, you're the Caps fan. Yes. Unfortunately, you're the Pins fan. So you're just I'm very wow. unfortunately. Unfortunately. All right. All right. So we always just watched the playoffs. It's hard and hop, to have good taste. The, I agree. Hop, hopped on the bandwagon there while they were winning <laughs> two years Why ago. Not? Yeah, that's true. If you're going to start, <laughs> might as well start with a row. Clearly, I am good at picking teams. Cle clearly, There's still clearly. time for you to become a Caps fan. No, it's there never going to happen. Uh, never going to happen. The Penguins might not make the playoffs. Never, ever, so ever. You need someone to cheer for. So let's get, I guess, into how did you guys meet? How did you start the podcast? What made you want to start the podcast? And... What, goes, what all goes into that for you, you two? Well, I had been skating at our rink for longer, and then Mary came, and we became friends through our little clinics and things like that. And then um, we just would text each other about random hockey just stuff. Just would text each other. It's 24-7 <laughs> constantly all the time. So so then we were like, well, we, we talk about this all the time, so we should just you know do it. We should and annoy put other people it, Yeah, we should put it all well. out there into the world. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Also, it's Steve Dangle's fault. Steve Dangle's fault. He's kind of our origin story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 good at it. So um, and then I see you two are advocates also and big time fans of I guess the the CWHL, the Canadian Women's Hockey League, and yes. the, new, the newly formed uh, North American or North National Women's Hockey yes. League. It's called. That's right. Uh, kind of talk about that a little bit because I don't think too many people are familiar with it. It obviously doesn't get a no, lot of No, a lot of people are familiar with it. or push, I would say, television-wise. Right. I mean, outside of the hockey community, maybe not familiar with right. it, but all of us here in this circle are. Right. So. so that's something that we kind of yell at each other about all the time on the podcast is that it's so hard to grow the game and to get more fan of fans of the women's leagues when it's almost impossible to find them anywhere. Like, the casual fan is not going to accidentally trip over an NWHL or CWHL game because you have to go looking for it. And even if you look for it, sometimes they just don't exist. Well, an example is the playoffs are going on right now, and I think now all of the CWHL playoffs are going to be streamed so people can watch them. But before someone volunteered to actually do that, um, fans would only be able to watch maybe two out of the three games or something. And that's crazy. It's the playoffs. And so um, they're never on television, and you have to stream it through um, through their website. So, yeah, like Mary said, you'd have to go really yeah. looking for it. And there are both about, I think, what, eight teams in each league? And There's maybe five, five, five in, in NWHL, six right, in CWHL. And maybe at some point they could just combine it 
and uh, just make it one national so women's hockey that's, league. That's one of the big talking points slash controversies right now is the concept of one women's league. And then the issue, of course, is obviously how do you do that? Who gets control? Who gives up control? How do you deal with residency issues, tax issues, playing issues? I mean, it's it's a really complicated thing that a lot of even the players are talking about. Um, I think the general consensus right now is that it's going to be necessary to really grow the game, but nobody really knows how to do it effectively yet. Yeah, to form both those leagues. And then, plus in both those leagues, you have high-caliber players. I mean, in the Canadian Women's League with, uh, I think, Montreal, is Hillary Knight plays out of there. Right. And then you also have... Great players coming out of here now right. from local areas like Lacey Eden and a couple of them that are now at the national level. So probably would help grow the game. I feel like if they were to merge, like you said, all the aspects that go into right. that are probably just so demanding and tough it's and very difficult complicated. to figure out. Yeah, and people in this area are not going to be as into it because we don't have a team here. And so unless you're a general fan of women's hockey, you're probably not going to tune in and watch the games because you don't really have as much of a stake in it aside from supporting women's hockey. So... Um, the, but that also raises another problem. So for the NWHL, there was one team that didn't win a game the entire season. And there's, there are issues with competitive parity. And so if you grow the league, you have to make sure that you have high caliber players like spread out because otherwise no one wants to go watch a, their team get blown out. Like Yeah, you kind of need a, a every, good every game. Uh, disparity of talent. Right, right. So I guess if you were to merge, you'd have to think of, think right. about a prob possible redraft of every well, single team. Or it's not even necessarily the redraft. It's, it's one of the big complicating factors with women's hockey is that these women have to have day jobs. Right. So uh, women's hockey does not pay well, a living we won't wage. Be getting the contract. It doesn't pay anywhere the near what the NHL plays. You know, the average salary is, is what around two thousand dollars a year. It's like two thousand to ten thousand dollars yeah, a year for professional women for the entire women, season. For the entire entire season. Year, yeah. So you know, a lot of these women, it's not even how do we get an equal number of equally talented players on each team, but they're going to live where their day job is because the they have to. Too, they have to pay their bills. They have to. Right, eat. and it's probably just as demanding as the NHL. Thinking oh, you're, of you're on the ice every day, yeah. you're playing every few nights, you're traveling when you're not at home, you're traveling across the country, across Canada, yep. that type of stuff. So yeah, you have to think of something that would bump that pay, but also. The national, the national level on TV would probably help bring in that income oh, or help with that Absolutely. issue. But, um, it takes time. It's got to grow. Sure. Um, like you said, you've seen it grow here in the area. And if it just starts growing little by little uh, everywhere across the country, you'll just see it grow. Right. Yeah. I mean, national stage. that's one of the reasons why we try and talk about it, because a lot of the people who might listen don't follow women's hockey. And so we kind of throw it in there and we talk about it so that it kind of seeps into people's consciousness. Right. And right they might think about catching a game or tuning in. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you guys. We'll let you go. You just had four hours of nonstop skating since uh, 8 a.m. So the Saucy Rockets podcast. Follow them on Twitter at Saucy Rockets, I yep, believe. Saucy Rockets yep. podcast. So, yes, like I said, Leia and Mary from Saucy Rockets, thanks again for coming. Thank you, thank guys. You. It was great. All right. Thanks again to the Saucy Rockets for jumping on and joining us. Go check out their podcast, guys. Uh, check their Twitter and all. So now we are on to the Stanley Cup final. Records going into this. Kyle, 7-7. Seven and seven, Me, 8-6. and six, AB, 6-8. Six and eight. I had both teams in the Cup. I picked the Bruins and the Blues from last round. AB, you had Blues and... No, you, I thought you had Boston and the Sharks. You had Boston yeah, and the Sharks. Boston and then Sharks, Kyle yeah. went Carolina and the Sharks. So that puts us here. Let's first, let's make our predictions, and then we'll just we'll start breaking this thing down. So, Kyle, we'll start with you. 
I got Blues in six. Blues, Blues in six, six games. Why? They're hot right now. Uh, Boston's been sitting around. They haven't played in about a week. A meaningful game. I know they had the little intramural, whatever you want to call it, scrimmage. But uh, they've been sitting around. Blues been hot. They waxed the little hurt Sharks teams. Uh, the final two games of the Western Conference Final. But I think the Blues are rolling. AB. Uh, so I want the Blues to win. It's their run right now is making it. It reminds me of the Caps run last year. the The last two games that they won, they kind of steamrolled over uh, the Sharks, and the Caps did that last year against uh, the Bolts to get in, and they kind of just rolled on top of that. So after all of that, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Blues in seven. But the Bruins, I mean, they got they have Tuka Rask. He's the best player right now, and the Blues have to figure out Tuka Rask. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, I want the Blues to win. I think the Blues will win. Q Country Roads, as we previously mentioned, baby. Ride that train. Uh, Blues, let's say seven, just because you mentioned Tuka Rask is so good. But I think all in all, it's going to be a very fun series. There goes my phone. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be a fun series. A lot more exciting than last year's Stanley Cup final when we just absolutely dick-whipped the Vegas Golden Knights. Sorry, thanks for coming. You didn't even really come. But yeah. this is going to be a fun one, I think. I would like to see the Blues win it for the first time in history because, uh, as I mentioned last week, that euph- euph- euphoria as a fan winning your first Stanley Cup is absurd. I think it's – Do I like Boston? Not really. But do I like Marcus Johansson? Yes, I do. Yeah, so that's legend. the only thing that will kind of sting is like, ah, or will make me feel a tad bit better if his mojo gets a cup after, yeah. you know, helping the Caps for so many years. The thing about this series that's going to be awesome to watch is it's two, like, very physical teams that made it out on top of all this. Because we've been talking speed, speed, speed all year long, and or all playoffs long, and it's the two of the tougher teams that uh, came out on top. And it's just going to be bone-crushing hits, I feel like, left and right, and it's going to be a battle, and I can't wait to see this. Well, sure. Even talking about the jumping back to one of your blogs you had recently about defensemen, I mean, both teams, they got these slower-style, stay-at-home defensemen that are really working well, out for them. Uh, the Blues definitely do. Uh, well, I mean, the, the Bruins, you just first guy you think of is Chara. Yeah, Chara. I mean, they do have the newer guys, I'm, but I'm talking about Petrangelo, Paranko, yeah. Jay, Joe, Jay Bomeister for the Blues. I mean, they don't really... Who, who on their back end is a speedy young yeah, yeah, I mean, Pareko's, he's speedy for sure. He's yeah. young. But, uh, yeah, you're right. B- uh, Bomeister, Bomeister, I don't know how you pronounce it. But it, yeah. he's he's just a long-time NHL stud. I mean, Petrangelo, he works both ways. He's more of like a John Carlson in my eyes. I think he can because he runs He's kind of on that edge. Yeah, he, run, he runs their way. power play too. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, coaching-wise, you got two caps uh, back there and Craig Berube and Bruce Cassidy on the benches. Um, could care less about – uh, Bruce Cassidy because he didn't do anything for us. Yeah, um, so sucks. let's start. Let's just kind of take this position by position. Uh, we'll start with the goalies. We'll start on the back yeah. end. Tuka Rask, best goal in the playoffs. Uh, if they win the cup, probable Con Smythe winner in my opinion. Oh, Bruce, yeah. Up, up and at him. No, uh, no, no nervousness, no pressure. Can crack this guy, Jordan Bennington. Um, I, I personally, Tuka's going to out We'll outplay him, but it's not going to be by a lot because no. Bennington's solid. Yeah, yeah. There's not like a huge solid. goalie uh, differential here in these, this this final. Yeah. yeah, and I think a stat uh, AB might have been brought up earlier before we started recording that um, the Blues were in last place earlier this year in January, early January. And, I mean, it wasn't until Jordan Bennington got in here and he started um, – playing some lights out games and the defense got more confidence and then the offense kind of rolled with that and yeah he won like he kind of helped him out i think and that's he won like an absurd amount of games in a row for them and that's kind of when i hopped on the bandwagon i was like all 
any team that wins the cup, all they need – well, not all they need, but having a good goalie is, like, number one recipe to winning a cup, I think. I mean, you need you need your goalie to steal a couple of games for you. You need to get a little lucky. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, Bennington is coming into this uh, this final with a three-game winning streak uh, that has a .67 goals against average, 9.74 save percentage. So he's let in two goals in the last 77 shots in that three-game winning streak. So he's hot, like ha- you mentioned. That's what you need. Having said that, Rask is also very hot, and he's – we already said this, but he is – by far going to be the Consmith winner if the Bruins win. Yeah, I, and I mean, he's proven a little more than uh, Jordan, so yeah. Jordan's going to have to show for himself where Tuca kind of knows this is his this is his shit. This is yeah. where he's got to shine. And, yeah. You yeah. Know, so we'll Jordan's so, going to get paid, though. When yeah, Bennington. Yeah, Bennington, rookie, uh, obviously, so making his cup Especially debut. Tuca <laughs> Rask, third time here. Uh, he was the backup back in 11 when they – uh, when Boston was in it, and then he was uh, their 13. starter in 13 when they played the Hawks. So Rask, as we mentioned, seven-game winning streak, uh, 961 save percentage, and 1.29 <laughs> GAA. That's not so bad. there's that. That's going to be a fun goalie matchup. Um, let's hit the blue line. Let's check out the defense. Uh, what do we think on that? So in my – so we just touched on it, but uh, I think the Bruins have the more talented D. I think with the mm-hmm. uh, with the speed, like yeah. we were just saying, but uh, when you're this deep into the playoffs, this cup run, you need your tougher guys to yeah. outshine the uh, the speed. You just kind of need to head them down in their own behind their own net and uh, get a tough forecheck on them. Yeah, uh, their projected lineup: Chara, McAvoy, uh, Krug, Carlo, Grzelczyk, and Clifton. So there's your six for the Bruins. Um, I can see Zdeno Chara if this game goes or if this series goes seven possibly only playing four or five games just because they might switch some things around or because of his injury, but he might get burned a couple times in one of these games, get benched the next one, brought back for the other. I mean, there's no way he's going to be a healthy scratch. No. No no chance. Uh, No, but you never know. They could call it the injury bug, and um, if he's looking slow, especially in his first game after all the rest, like Kyle was mentioning. And then on blue side, you got Edmondson with Petrangelo, Bomisa with Parieko, and Gunnarsson and Bortuzzo. So I think pretty evenly uh, set up there on the blue lines. Um, each have their key guys. Uh, Kyle, if you had to say blues are Bruins' advantage, who are you taking? For defense-wise, I'm going to go with the Blues. Even though the Bruins have more of uh, even experience in the Stanley Cup final, they're defensemen. I just think the Blues are they're, they're solid defensemen back there, and they're confident in their goalie, and I just think they're going to shut down this Bruins offense. Yeah, um, the Bruins... Like I, I, they just have so many cool guys back there. Like Chuck, you know, Chucky Brightlights. That's mm-hmm. my guy, dude. Chucky and uh, Grizz. He had two goals last uh, last series, and like one of their uh, one of the big, uh, I guess the third game. I think he scored two goals with his parents in the crowd. I think too. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and that kid Clifton. I think yeah. is his name. Yeah, Connor Clifton. Dude, he I love that kid. Wheel. Yeah, Jesus dude. Christ. You give that kid some room in the puck and he just flies out there. Oh my god. He burned like their entire team in yeah. that one game. It was yeah. awesome to see. So I like I like the skill that they have, but like we keep going back to the physicality. I think the blues just they I think they really just beat him up a little bit. Yeah. For sure. So getting into the offense now, um David Backus. Right now, looking at the projected lineup, is slotted in on that second line. Let's remember him, former Blues captain. 
Uh, that should be interesting. Uh, it'll be a good series to see. I mean, we obviously know the Bruins' top line there with Marchand Bergeron and Pasternak will be close and unstoppable, so that's going to be a tall task for the Blues. And But I think their third line, like we mentioned earlier, our guy Mojo with Charlie Coyle and Danton Heinen, that's a very good third line. And then the Blues lineup, just top to bottom, all four lines are very good, yep. in my opinion, especially that fourth line with Barbashev, Sunquist, and Steen. Yeah, that fourth line is great. They have the best very fourth good line, line now. Obviously, there's only two teams left. Well, that's what you need because, i.e., last year, our fourth line was just huge goal after huge goal, especially in that cup final. Yeah. DSP. And same as the third line, too. Uh, Lars Eller yeah. coming up. Lars, yeah, uh, Lars Eller third line. Huge goal. Well, yeah. That's so, but yeah, even that, looking at that Blues third line with Maroon, Bozak, and Thomas, the, both of these teams have very good third lines. They're both deep, yeah. Um, I would probably, I don't know, it's tough to say. These top two lines, I'd give the slight edge of the Bruins in the top six. Bottom, or the edge to the Blues in the bottom six. Um, yeah, I can agree with that. Um, yeah, so it all depends on all that, how, how the coaches so, are matching up and everything. It'll be interesting to see how that changes. It's always fun. On paper, I would agree. But based off what I've seen, that third line for the Bruins has been rolling. Oh, it's extremely Char- well. Charlie Coyle. Uh, Hometown hero. Yeah, Weymouth, Weymouth boy. Yeah. Uh, Mojo and who's who Who did you mention on that? Danton Heinen. Yeah, Heinen. They're just they're scrappy guys. Oh, it's a scrappy line. Heinen. And yeah. Mojo's, Mojo's got the skill on top of it. Charlie Coyle's just going right to the net looking for the puck. He's like, all right, Mojo can get me anywhere. Right, yeah. They're they're. They're on top of their game. I mean, everybody in the Bruins, they know what it needs to get done. I think I even saw a little cool video on Instagram of uh, that Chara put up with the boy Tom Brady oh, in it. it oh, cool. so hype. Anything Tom Boston. Brady does I mean, get you fucking going. Yeah. 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 But uh, hop, hopping over to the, the Blues real quick, I do want to touch on, we know we talk about Bruins' top line, Pasternak and those boys, but I think even though they're on the same not line, Tarasenko, Ryan O'Reilly, and Jaden Shorts are going to oh. tear up. Yep. And just score. I bet you they have at least combined six, seven goals this series. I think uh, they're just once they got to this level of the Stanley Cup, they're just going to keep playing lights out hockey like they grew up playing. Do you guys see that commercial, the new commercial with the cup about um, it's Wayne Gretzky narrating it, and it's <laughs> when the, it first the, comes down and they do the team picture. No, it, it's Wayne Gretzky narrating it, narrating it, and the whole commercial is about who the captain passes the uh, the cup to. So like, oh, either Char or um, who's the Blues captain? Petrangelo. Petrangelo, yeah. So it's like, who they who are they gonna pass it to? And then the fucking main part of the commercial was Ovi giving it to Backstrom, and that went on for like 20 seconds. I was like, yeah, goosebumps. Let's goosebumps. go, baby. Um, so yeah, back to what you were saying, Kyle, um, about the Blues. Uh, you know, I do feel like these teams are complete mirror images of each other. Yeah, they so, really are. Which is interesting. Um, it's going, like I said, it's, it's going to cause it to stretch out. Uh, into a six or hopeful, I would love a seven game series because right. seven game series se- double OT. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, as happy as I was that we won last year, it's like it was kind of boring. I mean, a five game series, they rip off the first one, it was just kind of crazy. And I'm then very we glad just, it was boring. We settled, oh, so am I, but we settled down and just ripped off four straight right there. Um, yeah, a year ago today was the worst Memorial Day of all time. Yeah, I will say that caps going down 0 to 1. And was that serious. on Memorial Day last year? It was Memorial oh, Day, damn. not not the same exact date, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but that Memorial Day. Monday of Memorial Day, the Caps lost uh, three to two or something like no, that. It was, it was a high scoring game. I Five think to four. It, yeah. oh, it was six six four maybe or yeah. something. Is that uh, yeah. headhunter Ryan Reeves cross check Carlson from behind and some bullshit. Top shelf. And that's the thing that's going to happen, I think, in tonight's game. 
It's uh, gonna be physical. It's it's gonna be the it's shot. gonna be physical. But like game one, both teams haven't played in a while. I mean, the Bruins. I think you said six days, but I I don't think they played I think in it's like seven. Exactly. Uh, I seven thought it was like ten or eleven. I don't know. It's and been the, a while. And the Blues haven't played for like six. Either way, six it's way days. more than a team that's competing for a Stanley Cup should be doing. So I think both like since both teams have been an offer this much, I think this game could just go out of whack very could quickly. You could be right. Yeah. I, I'm just banking my story off of. Uh, what the Blues done the past two games to the Sharks, even though I guess th- thinking about it now, the Sharks were pretty beat up, but yeah, they just totally dominated a good Sharks team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we I just mentioned that they're mirror images of each other. So both teams have 57 goals in the playoffs. <laughs> wow. Both have 16 in the first. Both have 16 in the second. Both have 24 in the third, and both have one in overtime. Good God. That so, is the <laughs> leading scorer <laughs> teams. Uh, I know Jaden Schwartz for. Uh, the Blues, what about Boston? The Marchand? Bruins, uh, Brad Marchand has 18 points. Jaden Schwartz has 16 points. All right, so, yeah, guys. pretty good. Um, both teams are guys you would expect. Well, Schwartz has had, what, three hat-tricks, two hat-tricks? Two. In the playoffs? Yeah, so um, let's talk about the important stuff when it comes to Stanley Cup Final, and that is the pregame entertainment. So <laughs> it started in Vegas last year with Little John, I think, was game one. Yep. Um, yep. And then tonight up in Boston, we got Lil Nas X, got the Bruins in the back. Um and then who did the Caps have? We had Fallout Boy, who was freaking terrible, right? Is that who yeah, we had? We really yeah, tried to one up. Fallout Boy and Swayze. We had Swayze too. Yeah. I don't know. And then and then I'm interested to see who they have hype up, hype up the uh, the games in arena. Because who do we have? Max Scherzer and Zimmerman for the one game. <laughs> and then the, the other game we had guy? we had the Wheel of Fortune guy, Pat Sajak. <laughs> Pat Sajak, who was just like, what the fuck is he doing here? I can care less. He's, and he's then from had, Annapolis, man. Who cares? Gives <laughs> a shit. Give me somebody that's gonna fire me up, not the Wheel of Fortune guy. I was at that game. Too. I enjoyed Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs was great. Um, I also enjoyed the game that Harper was there in his Vegas jersey. I saw a tweet today that he's getting booed and he's been playing terribly and he's struck out. He went 0 for all three, 3. 0 for 3 today, yeah. all strikeouts. Got Good booed by his own guy. fans again. What a fucking nerd. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I said, we got a little not sex and I think Chase Rice today, which is a that's dope. awesome fucking uh, intro. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, both both enjoyable guys. I hope Gronk is in the stadium. That's I guarantee he will be. Yeah, I, be, yeah. I bet. He was there in the conference finals or the, the, the round before? I'll bet Edelman's there. I'll bet they're all there. <laughs> Oh yeah, good, good. Uh, easily, yeah. easily. Um, but yeah, that that pretty much does it for the Stanley Cup. Um, we hit everything. All right, guys, and that is Chirpin DMV episode seven. Like we said every Tuesday, uh, expect a new episode. Um, follow us at Chirpin DMV on Instagram, on Twitter, www.chirpindmv.com. Uh, be on the lookout today, Tuesday, because shirts and stickers will be dropping, and you can buy them. Woo. So they're tight. Boys, uh, let's get us out of here and let's go watch game one of the Stanley Cup final. Let's go, Blues. Later. Blues. Country roads, baby. Let's Let's go. go. Almost heaven. Gloria. Gloria, West Virginia. Because baby's mic is in. We can't. Yo. Lokens, what's up? What's up? What's up? You're on Chirpin' DMV right now. Yeah, it's me. It's me, AB, Kyle Brando. We're uh, we're sitting here recording. It's Memorial Day, so we're gonna give Turbo a shout. What's um, up, Herb? Tell us, right. tell us the good news. What just happened? Good news. Yeah, no good news. graduation, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, congratulations, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there it is, Turbo. Tur- Turbo's a what? A, a captain in the Air Force now? Ooh, that'd be nice about four years from now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I just graduated. I'm second lieutenant right now, but I'm waiting on orders right now. I got lucky and had the four-day weekend. Uh, 
after I graduated. So went down and saw Rachel in Atlanta and saw my grandparents and stuff. So I'm heading back to base now. I've got a couple days of casual status, and then I have to head to Oklahoma oh, yeah. for pilot training. So just got to wait for a class date for that, so I'll, I'll be chilling. So yeah, we here at Chirpin DMV, we support the troops, baby. We're going to sure. give our guy a call. We're going to set up a T-shirt, but we will get uh, Turbo on here in the future when we he's got some time. We need to get Turbo time. in studio. We got a, we got a Tennessee well, we got a, Vols jersey hanging up We got a Roller Vols jersey hanging up. His, we need a little autograph jersey. on it. Hey, okay, boys. <laughs> All right, man. Well, freaking enjoy it. We'll let you go. Appreciate the shout, fellas. See you, right, Turb. Curb. Sorry, I said turbo curb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know stats. I've been keeping myself so busy. 